my life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. You? So many times. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And why shouldn't it be? All you need is to want it. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today, but you can save the world. I take what I want in return. Everyone will see. Welcome to the Strange Harbors podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. Tonight, we're reviewing director Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 1984, which stars Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal. This is the sequel to 2017's Wonder Woman and the first film in the new HBO Max slash Warner Brothers slate that drops on streaming concurrently with its theatrical release. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Ture. And Derek Wong. I guess we'll start off talking a little bit about our general opinions and then going into spoiler territory, right? I think that's what Mm -hmm. we should be doing. I guess I'll start because... I feel like my opinion is probably most in line with, I don't want to say general consensus, because the movie does have, what, a 60-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes? So, like, I don't know. But there has been a lot of dislike for this movie, and I'm going to go out and say this is the worst movie I've seen this year. It was really, really bad. I was excited for this. I was really mm-hmm. excited for this. I really liked Wonder Woman, 2017's Wonder Woman. I thought Patty Jenkins did a great job with that, and... That third act of the first movie was not so great, but like it didn't really tarnish the entire movie for me. I I enjoyed that, but oof, this was this was bad. I thought this was shoddy. I thought all the action was weightless. This thing was two and a half hours long, completely unnecessary. It's very long, inexcusable. It's way too long. It was just really, really overlong, and for for the amount of time that this movie ran for like the villains were very very undercooked even though they were the best part of the movie Ooh, i thought i thought yeah. i thought gal gadot was very stiff in this yeah i thought all the charisma and all of like the wide-eyed wonder of her in like a new world was like completely missing from the first movie and i do think the addition of steve trevor sucks it doesn't make any sense and there's such a deep library of Wonder Woman stories. You've got like Greg Rucka's huge run for the comics, George Perez's seminal works from the Golden and Silver Age, and you're just going to bring Steve Trevor back again? He died in the first movie. Just let him go. The way they brought him back was stupid, too. I just, I just didn't like it, and I don't know. <laughs> I hated this movie. It was so bad. <laughs> 
But I know, Amir, you have a different opinion, so I, I want to hear yours. And I won't say I liked it very much, but it, I, I'm shocked at the response. Like, uh, maybe because I'd already heard it was disliked beforehand, or maybe I didn't like the first Wonder Woman as much as you did, but I wasn't like, I don't know, I didn't have, like, the visceral reaction that everyone seems to be having to this. Like, it's not good. I agree with a lot of your criticisms and the criticism in general, but like, some of that is just like, I don't know, it's a dumb comic book movie. Like, take it for what it is to a certain extent. Like, there's a lot of bad comic book movies out there, and I feel like they didn't get trashed this hard. Maybe people had higher expectations for this, but I don't know. I just like, okay, like, it wasn't great, but I'm not, like, offended by it. Alright, I think I think as this episode goes on, I'm going to be pointing some things out, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll get into specifics soon. Yeah, I was just surprised by the vehemence of the hate. I'm surprised by how many people actually liked this movie. <laughs> I'm surprised that there are actually people who like this. I mean, one of the things that I said online was like, listen, if you like a movie that I don't like, all the more power to you, right? Like, I'm not one of those who's like, why didn't you hate this movie or whatever? Like, you you suck. Your opinion sucks. I'm I'm not like that. I'm glad people find joy in something that I didn't find joy in. But, like, this is a little rough for me. I I could barely sit through this. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. If, uh, if everyone remembers from last week, I had all the power, according to Jess, because I actually like Tenet. Yeah. My quick impressions of this, I think I fall somewhere in between you two. Mm. And I will say of the 2017 Wonder Woman, like I am not, I'm like a mirror. I'm not the biggest fan of that movie. I thought it was not as great as I, I couldn't see why everyone liked that movie as much as they did. But I, what I did like is I, I actually really loved Gal Gadot in this role, mm-hmm. even in that, you know, t- 2017 Wonder Woman and everything we've seen her since, you know, Batman vs Superman, Justice League. I think she's usually the best part of all those movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with you, Jeff, in the sense that I don't – or when you said she was a little stiff in this movie, I actually really enjoyed her performance still in this movie. Uh, yeah, she had her moments. She had her moments. But I do agree that I think like the 2017 movie, I think this falls apart in the third act for me like pretty hard to the point where it kind of starts to ruin I think the good faith that some of the beginning or you know the first half of this movie kind of builds – because uh, I do enjoy uh, um, some things in the first half a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't agree that both villains are good. I actually think only one villain I really enjoyed. Okay, fair. But at the end, they both just fall apart for me that I just, I don't like either villain by the end of it. A hundred percent. Yeah, overall, like I still found moments that I'd liked. I felt that this movie was a little campy compared to the first one i don't know which if you guys is felt that. fine which is fine as the movie went on i like started to actually enjoy that part of the movie here's what i say i say uh shazam is the movie that this movie wants to be and it's not Ooh. i like that comparison yeah. Yeah. Even, even like aquaman was really fun right yeah yeah like a fun dumb kind of big actiony kind of but this isn't actiony though Right? Not really. It's very no, slow. No, there's not a much. Like the first, there's not much action. I don't know, action. Hour, hour or so. Yeah, there's just not that much action in it. Well, but compared to the first, I mean, if we're comparing like you know the first. I'm, I feel like we're doing that a lot. But even compared to the first one, I feel like I like the action more in this one. Like it, I feel like it had more action, and I liked it more 
in this one than in the first one. Really? Oh, interesting. No way. The World War One stuff like didn't grab you in the first one. Yeah, that World War One stuff was good. I, I mean, the most iconic thing I think that comes out of the first movie is where she like rises up from the trenches and has that really great moment. I, that that yes, that moment is really iconic. But I don't know if like if we're talking about that as an action scene, I don't know if I like it more than what I saw. Like I actually really liked as much as I think the Egypt stuff is like so unnecessary in this movie and such a like divergence that's like really bad. I still actually liked that set piece on the freeway or on the highway. I don't it's just everything felt so weightless to me. I, I just didn't feel anything at all. Like there's nothing compared to the the siege scene in the first one where she's taking out that sniper's nest yeah the ch- in the church that's great and like you don't see me singing Zack snyder's praises a lot but like i think he had a lot to do with the action scenes in the first one and i think his presence was was sorely missed in this one interesting i think that's i think that's a, a matter of like subject matter though right this isn't a war movie it's not even like a traditional i mean it's kind of a comic story but I don't know. I, th- I think subject matter has a lot to do with it. And I liked a lot of the little action no, beats here that they had. I like, like, I enjoyed basically every time in a fight where she, like, took the care to, like, save somebody's life or, like, make sure mm-hmm. they don't die. Yeah. Like, yeah, I all like of that. those r- little touches were really, really cool. I liked it, but, I mean, if you watch those action scenes again, the, the blocking on those is awful. Like, you don't know what direction anything's going in. It's... Mm. It's really, really bad. I think, especially it's that last fight inco- scene, incoherent. Yeah, it's like underwater and it's dark with a cheetah. And I think, I don't know. I think cheetah is like the is like cats level bad. Like the yeah, the CGI yeah. On it's that. not it looks good. Really bad. Speaking of bad CG, they open up with a pretty bad one. I hated the arena. Mm. I didn't hate the arena. It looked it looked awful. In certain shots, you're just like, wow, that is really just not convincing. And then other times you'd be like, okay. I was thinking American Ninja Warrior. I was like, this isn't cool. Like, this is American Ninja Warrior. Like, I could watch this on TV. This isn't fucking epic Themyscarin, like, ancient martial arts. This is, like, something you could watch on, like, Spike TV or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all right. Let's let's get deeper into it because, like, now I think we're past our initial impressions. Yeah, I think we're totally into kind of spoiler territory now. So, this this takes place... What, like 70 years after the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nearly. So Wonder Woman's now, what is she? She's like an archaeologist or uh, anthropologist. Uh, yeah, anthropo- yeah. anthropologist at the Smithsonian. She's been there for 70 years now. and Well, she can't have been there for 70 years, right? No, this is like yeah. her oh, okay. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. like, you know, not everyone knows she's not aging, right? So like she has to be like this gr- drifter that's switching jobs like constantly. Yeah. Some Age of Adeline shit. Yeah, because if you remember, I think it was in Justice League or Batman vs. Superman, she's like a, a curator at, I think, a different museum, right? It's not in D.C. Mm, no, she's at the Louvre. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In so France, like, yeah, Paris, so she's yeah. moving around constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She okay, has she's to. moving around, yeah. And soon we're introduced to Barbara Minerva, played by Kristen Wiig. She's like a new colleague for, for Diana. And so this whole movie is like revolving around this MacGuffin rock that grants wishes and Max Lord played by Pedro Pascal he's I guess he's the primary villain right because yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I would say he's the primary villain and he's kind of like a pyramid schemer con man type guy 
I mean, he finds this rock and now he starts granting wishes to people in political power and like he's trying to amass like his fortune and his his own power and then everyone's making wishes in this movie and mm-hmm. and Barbara Barbara wishes for the confidence of of Diana, right? And little does she know that she's Wonder Woman. So she starts gaining powers and I thought her whole arc was pretty bad like barbara's arc like really i didn't like it at all i think in some aspects it's actually kind of problematic mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to get into it now but yeah no let's get into it well, I, well, let's let's start about yeah, this you talk want, about the barbara. synopsis oh okay first? we're gonna okay. first yeah. i mean yeah finish finish your thoughts that's pretty much it right it's just maxwell lord he he starts trading wishes and that's basically it he's like he's just sowing chaos in this whole movie so like everyone on earth starts like making wishes and then like diana and steve they have to team up and and stop him and oh yeah steve trevor's back so yeah um diana makes this unconscious wish that steve comes back totally hijacking some random dude's body like what happened to that dude right like yeah very yeah i want to talk about that later (laughs) like there are people making wishes for like giant walls and people to drop dead of heart attacks like why does steve trevor have to come back in some other dude's body it was just completely unnecessary it didn't make any sense to me and you're making a lot of problems for the movie where it didn't need to have one right like like she totally just has sex with this dude with steve trevor in his body and like at first i thought the guy turned into steve trevor no like it's just for our benefit that he looks like chris pine everyone else including diana sees him as hallmark movie good looking his literal credit is handsome man in the credits so it's kind of a dope credit to get though i that's guess i guess <laughs> that's like your um, credit is like giant dick guys like eh, all right i guess <laughs> okay i'll take it but uh yeah i i don't know it it didn't make any sense to me yeah that's a completely unnecessary they could have just had him come back in his own body like there's no reason to have done that and it creates a lot of problems like is wonder woman a rapist like that's that's a weird thing you don't have to think about that I think people who are super upset about it are thinking too much about it, but like, why even have that to invoke that kind of discussion anyway? That's not necessary. Why? I mean, it does have a little bit of merit. I, I do, I do admit, but it's like a comic book movie. I feel like the writers didn't really think that much about it, but like, it is, it is kind of an issue, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no reason to do it that way. But I don't mind that they did it. I don't mind that they brought Steve Trevor back at all, actually. So I disagree with you on that one. I know you were saying earlier, oh, there's like a million stories you could do. But I think they liked the kind of uh, Chris Pine, Gal Gadot chemistry. And they just wanted yeah. that back. And bring character back for reasons that makes no sense. It's the most comic book thing you can do. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm into it on that level. Like, it's very, very comic book. I mean, I will say that I, I, I think... Chris Pine has just like so much charisma and I, I really did enjoy him in this movie. Like as an actor, like I, I think he did as much as he could with this particular role. And like, I think he has some of the funniest moments in, in the, mm. uh, the movie because he gets to play the fish out of water character in this one. Yeah, right? it's, 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 it's the it's inversion a, of the last it's the, one. Yeah, inversion yeah. of what that last one was. But what I, I didn't really quite like was like he was just there to be this plot point for diana right like like there's no reason more than just the fact that you know he he was a love interest in the first one right and then she you know wants him back but like he doesn't actually get any kind of character in this one no he doesn't he doesn't yeah you want you want the dead guy's character to develop like i don't know i'm like like you're gonna bring him back if you're gonna bring back this important character and 
you know, have Chris Pine come back and reprise this role. Like, you, you want more from it, I feel like. Really? I don't know. I don't think he's back as in, like, we're bringing him back and now he's, like, the Winter Soldier or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. he's clearly back for, like, this window of time as, like, a lesson to Diana about, you know, uh, moving on and, you know, giving up, uh, you know, on like, Knowing just being stuck on this guy and, you know, whatever. Whatever the message of the movie was. Very muddled. Who gives a shit? But, like, I, I just, I don't know. I wasn't, like... Oh wow, he's transient and not developing. Like I don't know. I think that was always kind of, it felt very baked in to what they were doing. So I wasn't like, oh, they pulled a bait and switch and expected him to develop, and he didn't. Like he's clearly there to be like he's a sidekick. He's there to like be funny and be a love interest for her, and then go away. Also, I do think it's a little regressive to have Wonder Woman basically just pine after this dude who died seventy years ago that she met for like what a couple weeks. Yeah, it's, incre- it's, inc- it's incredibly weird. I'm not sure did they have to go that way. Like, were they boxed in with that because of the way like Justice League was or something? Like the whole thing with her being underground for 70 years, that like doesn't necessitate her like romantic life being frozen, does it? No. I think it is like what Jeff's kind of saying. They is just like, kind of made that decision. Yeah, like for her, it's like someone that she she loved, and I guess she hasn't loved anyone since then. Right? Yeah, she's like holding a torch. Yeah, so they they, they kind of chose to tell that story and make her like a weird, stunted person, which is kind of kind of cool. Like it's interesting that they I decided guess. like, oh yeah, her character's going to like have this weird flaw where she's like incredibly emotionally unhealthy, and like I think the movie recognizes that it's like weird and unhealthy that she does this, right? Because that's the whole resolution of of the plot. Yeah. That she, that she wishes him away in the end. Here's the thing, though. Like, I first realized that I didn't like this whole Steve Trevor thing because I felt more through that one black and white photo of her and Etta Candy where she's old and Diana's young. Yeah. And I did with, like, the whole – I was like, oh, that's mm. that's really sad, you know? But, like, I didn't get anything from Steve Trevor from this. Like, that one photo kind of – it kind of got me actually. I was like, "Oh, that's that's really sad and kind of moving, right?" That she has this this picture of her good friend who's like whose age is kind of like uh, Peggy and Steve, and it's not romantic, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, it's the idea that like you know someone who's lives a long life, you know, has to see their friends around them pass, right? Yeah. But it's nice to see that she was able to trust her with her secret, right, and that that relationship you know, lasted as long as it did versus, you know, like we talk about like Diana having to move on, right? Like she probably doesn't have many friends, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, the person she is. So, but I will disagree. I was very emotionally attached to the Steve Trevor, Diana relationship. And it did get me at the end when, you know, they have their moment where, you know, she has to let him go. I think that was very effective for me. And I really like how it led to her moment, like, kind of learning how to fly. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that flight scene. It looked so bad. Like, I thought every effect in this movie looked like dog shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, a lot of the effects looked crummy. Um, the lasso, I thought, mostly actually looked okay. I thought a lot of the, the, the lasso stuff looks good. I thought that catching the bullet was a little dumb, but it's, it's kind yeah, of that bucky. Was a like, that I can I can let go. I'm not, like, listen, like, the the stupid magic wishing rock and the lasso are the least of this movie's problems. I think I think yeah, they're, they're mostly fine. Dude, in fact, the lasso whips ass. I was emotionally attached to that. Like, the flying scene worked for me, especially because we had the, like, the whole speech from Chris Pine earlier about, like, the flying and, and like, uh, her 
kind of emotional attachment to the idea of flying, you know, is being very much attached to uh, Steve. So, like, I don't know. All that worked for me really well. I I get it. I just wish it looked better. It looked really okay. bad to I mean, me. I'm not I gonna com- I'm not going <laughs> to fight you on that one. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was whatever. I wasn't blown away by, by it. But, yeah. But, yeah, you, br- you bring up something that I, I wanted to talk about a little bit. You know, I talked about, like, how campy this movie was. At, at first, I was like, little taken aback by it but then learned to actually really like it and almost kind of love it in this movie like her like catching the bullet with the whip her like riding a rocket with a whip right i like, liked the rocket thing yeah actually. like i, I like that yeah a lot. i actually all that all that stuff kind of added up to like that. okay i i actually really enjoy like they're having fun with this movie like ultimately i i think that's what it was and i i enjoyed that about this movie also i feel like this movie doesn't have any common sense I think it's just some parts of this movie are so stupid and I can't just, I can't let it go. Look, I hate people who complain about plot points, but when you're just being careless and lazy and just, you don't give a fuck, like that kind of bothers me. Like, no, I totally agree. Like, for example, Diana works at the Smithsonian and they have a fueled up jet and a runway. I don't think the Smithsonian has a fucking air hangar with a fucking fighter jet in it. And that is you, already fueled up and yeah, ready to go. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was very like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, where is this? I was like, I was really confused. But like, I think it is Smithsonian. Yeah, I think and it's first her, of all, her, her connection to the Smithsonian. Well, they're they're flying to Egypt. First of all, fighter jets can't fly all the way across the world. That doesn't fucking work like that. And I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Did you like the invisible plane thing? Don't even get me started on uh, that. That was so stupid. You didn't like it. I liked the Invisible Plane thing. It's like, oh, okay. It's a comic shout-out. She's got another goofy power she's going to use once and never again. I was like, all right, cool. It's like that Deus Ex Machina thing, right? Where she needs it when she needs it. Like, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I have this power I've been working on, and I'm going to use it in this moment. It's like... That's how comic <sighs> powers work, man. Like... Some writer comes on, and for the new arc, the character has a different colored costume, they've got weird powers, and then shit goes back to normal in the next arc. I don't know. I mean, if you look at this movie as, like, an undercooked arc of a character, you like, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and go, okay, like, maybe the next arc will be better. They'll bring on a different writer, different different artist. I don't know. I'll like, I'll like the next run. Yeah. I like the Invisible Plane thing, actually. I, I did like it. It was a cool little shout-out. It has no relevance. They're just like, eh, let's just do the Invisible Plane for two seconds. Well, she was like, I've only done it for a coffee cup before, so who knows if I can make this whole jet plane disappear. I was like, all right. Okay, whatever. Yeah, they lampshaded it. They, like, you know, they know what they're doing. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of piggyback off of Jeff's ideas, like, one logical fallacy that I just couldn't get over was Max Lord's powers. It's not clear. Okay, like, he he can grant wishes, and, like, he has the power to then ask for something in return in a sense right so he can almost grant himself uh, or as many wishes as he wants clearly at the beginning of the movie where it's stated that you are only allowed one wish but then how is he able to grant well he becomes the stone right? yeah so what so, so it resets so it resets and he can give barbara another wish like it, it seems like he was making up rules as he went and i was like i don't like this that's you, true because barbara does make two wishes yeah, she, she makes, makes two, two wishes. wishes which is weird he was about to allow wonder woman to have another wish Diana, another wish she's like oh do you want steve back do you want your pilot back and i'm like wait can, can you only grant one wish or can you grant multiple wishes like you got to i have no idea it's yeah, so that's unclear true. They, that's true they definitely they definitely played fast and loose with uh, with that with that aspect but i did love that he made himself the wish stone i thought that was a really cool thing like you know, they're looking for the MacGuffin and like, oh, he's already destroyed it because he is it now. Mm-hmm. 
that's really cool. He like he fucking has seen a comic book movie before and is like, oh, I have one wish. Instead of wishing for one single thing, I'll wish for the wish that gives me more wishes infinitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's a smart villain thing to do. I like that. Yeah, I, I did like the fact that he was at times the smartest person in the room because he, he knew already about the stone and knew how to use it before. You know what I mean? He was ahead of us. He was ahead of a Diana. Like, I did like that about the Max Lord character. I like the character. Pedro Pascal's charming in this role. He's honestly the best part of this movie. He fucking went all out on this role and he's great in it. I think he's. Yeah, he's great. I think all his shit falls apart in the end, but like, he, yeah. he had a blast with this and I, I, I give him. Did you like his son? No. I mean, that's fine. He's he's an Asian kid. You don't need to explain it. That's fine. It's not even that. It's the the idea that like the son doesn't gel with his motivation, right? He wants to be successful, but he it never comes off like he wants to be successful for his son. It always seems so selfish. And mm. then like this son is kind of transplanted so that it it makes it so like at the end it's his motivation to, and it doesn't it, it be, work. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't track. It doesn't track. And then no, we get you're, this you're 100% weird right. Yeah, we get really? this like weird ending at the end where we get to see his flashback, right? As him as a child. I understand like trying to give your your villains like, you know, sometimes the best villains are the ones that also like, you know, we can kind of empathize or sympathize with or we feel some kind of emotional connection with. Like it's not always it doesn't always work if your villain is just like a villain, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, no, finish because I, I want to say something yeah, else. But like that doesn't work in this movie for me. Like I didn't feel anything for Pedro Pascal's character at the end because I feel like it's so unearned. Yeah. Speaking of making complex villains, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah is she's pretty good actually, but I like her. She's a ton of fun. Like I like her up to the point where she becomes the cheetah. Exactly. I agree completely. She's like as just Kristen Wiig, I like her. Yeah. And she doesn't sell her fall to villainy at all, and I hated this. This was something that I really hated. What fall to villainy? She becomes a villain, right? She doesn't have a fall to villainy. She just disagrees with one like she just wants to keep no, but powers. like the way the film portrays it is like, all right. So the the first moment that I felt anything for Kristen Wiig's character was when she got her powers and she beat up the guy who tried to fucking rape her like twice, right? And I was like, oh, okay, this is this is cool. That guy deserves getting his ass beat. But like the movie tries to make it seem like that's evil. That, yeah, well, they're, they're yeah. trying to make it so that that's evil. Like the homeless guy, his her, her homeless friend comes and is like, "What are you doing? You're like completely fucking up this guy." But like, I didn't feel like there was anything really wrong with her fucking beating this dude up because he's a piece of shit, right? And then after that, she's just the villain, right? And I, I thought that really sucked. I thought it kind of mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't entirely fit, but I don't think the movie just like is trying to peg her as... It just put her in the villain slot. Like, yeah, she's the villain. She's the antagonist. But I don't think the movie wants you to be unsympathetic with her. Like, until she actually turns herself into, like, the cheetah or whatever, I think you're supposed to kind of be on her side. Like, I think the movie's maybe hamstringing itself and unintentionally making it seem like, oh, her, like, desires are unnatural and she shouldn't try to, like, reach beyond her station and she should just stay, like, naturally awkward and ugly and like unloved or whatever but and, and it unintentionally does kind of undermine itself there but i don't think it's trying to i think it wants you to sympathize and empathize with barbara and i did no i like i said up until the point where she becomes the cheetah like i really did i i, I enjoyed her arc and i understand her motivations 
and I'm okay with it. But I think it falls apart at the end when her her turn in villainy is like this person that just won't give up her powers, right? Like that's that's what makes her a villain, right? You know, this world is falling apart and she can't give up her powers. And that's why she's the villain at the end. That last set piece is just, I think, just absolutely terrible with like, you know, with Max Lord, you know, doing this whole television thing. And then like Diana, like talking to the world. Let's talk about this television thing, because this is the dumbest fucking thing in this entire movie where where so like the thing is like you have to be touching the person to yeah. to grant them the wish, right? So he's talking to like Reagan's analog. I don't know who the fuck this president is, whatever. And they have like this new satellite technology which has the word touch in the marketing. So I was like, okay, good enough. That that means you can touch everyone in the fucking world. That's so stupid to me. Like, yeah. Well, it's not the it's not the marketing. They do try in comic book science that they're like, oh, it sends out particles. And it's like, oh, do the actual particles touch Whatever. them? Whatever. The president's like, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Maybe. And Pedro Pascal's like, fuck it. Good enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, which is, well, I mean, that's just as bad. It's so which stupid. Which is fine. To me. It's incredibly dumb. But so is comic book science. What the fuck is the purple ray, dude? No, but oh, Amir, he the president or whatever the president says. It says he actually says the particles touch technology. It doesn't actually say it touches people. <laughs> well, and, then, it? and then mm. Pedro Pascal's like, wait, I could touch everybody. It's like, no. He just said it touches technology. So it's like. Oh, I didn't okay. understand mm-hmm. where he got to that point or where the story gets to that point. So I'm like, I'm with Jeff on this. I think it's so gotcha. dumb. Okay. And I it, it com- like like I said, that third act just completely falls apart because of this. And then what does it give him the power to repel people? Like I don't what is going on in that third act? Like I think the movie just pigeonholes itself into like these things where it doesn't need to like explain itself and then it does. Right? Mm-hmm. This thing with Steve Trevor's new body, this this new guy that they didn't need to have, and then this touching technology. Just make it so that you don't need to touch them to grant wishes. That's all it needs. Yeah, like if someone like can just see him or whatever, and then he can like Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't even understand like where you get from I want to be an apex predator to she's a cheetah. Yeah, that made no sense. I was wondering throughout the movie, like, how the fuck are they gonna turn her into a cheetah? Like where the hell is that gonna come from? Yeah. And it didn't make any sense. Is it because she's wearing cheetah print at the end? Like, she's a zoologist? <laughs> the fact that she keeps pointing out in the beginning of the movie, I'm a zoologist, I'm a part-time zoologist. It's like... There's no... There's no it doesn't make any sense at yeah. all. They, they didn't try with that shit. It was just like, I she has to be the cheetah because she's the cheetah. Like, if they hadn't done that, I would have liked it a lot more. I would have been so happy if she just stayed, like, she looked like Kristen Wiig and was just wearing cheetah print. Like, I would have been totally happy with that. Because, like, she was pretty badass in that, you know, White House scene. Like, I actually did like that. I liked like the that. White House scene a lot, actually. There were a lot of cool little Wonder Woman saving people from Kristen Wiig bits. And uh, it was fun. Yeah, she like, she, like, uses the chair to, like, cushion some guys, like, crashing into the wall. That's nice. That's a nice touch. There's, there's like a that. couple little nice things like that. Oh, yeah, that. there's like a couple the different things she does to save people. a couple different people in that scene. So, and, it's like... Yeah, it's really good. I love all that stuff. That stuff's really good. Let's talk about Egypt. Oh, oh boy. man! There we go. Let's talk about. I'm no expert in Middle East politics, but this movie, I already know that its treatment of brown people is really bad. I think it's very, very offensive. I don't even know. I'm not an expert, but like, I know this is really bad. Like, Wonder Woman's all about talking about culture and tradition and her own heritage but when it comes to fucking middle eastern people people in egypt brown people they're just warmongers and and oil hoarders that's that's all they are and they're like terrorists like i thought that was pretty 
offensive. Okay. Yeah, and they're just warring states that just like want to get rid of each other. Like it's not They like, call they call the Middle East the oil community. Are you fucking serious? Wait, what? Right now? I didn't even yeah. hear that. Someone what? said the oil community. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's pretty bad. Holy that's shit. That's pretty bad. Even besides the politics, like, it has no plot relevance whatsoever. Because Pedro Pascal's character goes there to want to get oil, and he doesn't even get his oil. Yeah. Because the guy's like, oh, I sold it to the Saudis. It's like, why are we here? Like, I understand. Like, they had the real. I, I mean, I'll admit, I like that action set piece on the freeway. But, like, that's all it seemed like it was meant to do was to get to the point where we can have this cool desert you know car chase like there was no need for us to take this divergent it doesn't make any sense to me because like if you wanted oil just go to the guy around the corner and make him wish for something and then you can have your oil right because that's how it works because he can ask for anything in return yeah all he had to say was like oh you want me to have all the oil in the world right and then the guy like yeah i wish that and then it would have worked like it doesn't yeah he didn't need to go to it doesn't it doesn't make any sense yeah 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 Uh, i don't know it was just Pretty, pretty offensive. And oh my god, don't even get me started on. I think I'm just saying, like, don't even get me started yeah. like a million times in this episode. Fucking Ravi Patel's yes, character. Yes, I was going to go there next. I was going to go there next. He's a Rastafarian Indian dude named Baba Jide, who's also a Mayan. Like, yeah. I wait, like he's supposed to be Rastafarian too? Because he's got like the dreadlocks and like the fucking. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going uh, maybe on. Maybe he just that. has dreads. I didn't even get that part. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. They kind of they do lampshade it. They're like, "Hey, this is weird," but I, I don't know why they made those choices, though. I don't know why. It's like their diversity algorithm went fucking haywire here. I don't know what the fuck this was. And he shows up for for one scene, and he's gone forever after. Yeah, like, another divergent thing that I just don't think they needed in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't and it's like it it's just to get to a point where we learn about this guy that we don't even like see. See, yeah, I thought this was going to be like maybe the villain in the end or something. Which I would have like also not liked because that's like the thing I hated about the original. about the first one, right? Yeah. So, like, so they kind like, of I'm glad it didn't go there, there but, but at the same time, why do we even have this god? Like, why can't it just be a MacGuffin where we understand the power of the MacGuffin? Why do we have to like learn about a god to like give the god a name and then never really see it or mention it ever again? Yeah, and like, what's the message of this movie? It's so muddled. I Truth. don't know. Truth. Truth. Well, like. In the beginning, the first scene, Anta Mascara with the games, it's like, oh, don't take the easy way don't out, cheat. which I guess yeah. is like the like the wishes, right? It's like a yeah. parallel for the wishes. But like, did Diana even cheat in that race? I feel like she yeah, did. Yeah, she did. She like took that like slide shortcut yeah. or whatever. And, like, but didn't... only because she got knocked off the thing. Why is that cheating? And she's just like, getting back I think in the race. cheating also because like, I mean, we don't know the rules. Like maybe, yeah, maybe they have to hit each of the markers or something like that. Oh, whatever. We don't know. We don't know the rules. I mean, we just know that Robin Wright's character comes and just stops her. By the end Didn't of the love movie, that race, by the way. I'll say again. Didn't love that race, by the way. Yeah, I know you. I know you didn't. It was kind of mad. I thought kinda it was mad. okay. I thought it was, it was okay. Eh, it was all right. I, I I think the best part of that was like seeing the Themyscira citizens. I was like, oh, they're all women. This is Themyscira. Cool. Like that yeah. was that was probably the, my favorite part. Just seeing that. And then by the end of the movie, what's the message now? Like, don't aspire for anything that's beyond your grasp or whatever. Don't try to be better. Um, allow the, the immortal goddesses who have natural superpowers to uh, retain their superiority over you. Yeah. Okay. Also, going off of the brown people thing, like how offensive it is, the funniest fucking thing, obviously, like not 
not funny at like all. not funny at all. Earlier in the movie, no, this this guy wishes for nukes. And then at the end, like when Diana's convincing everyone to give up the nukes, he's like in front of the TV and he's crying. It's a terrorist with a gun and he's crying because he's he's gotta renounce his nukes. That's so stupid. That's so <laughs> offensive, I feel. Also, just Wonder Woman like using the lasso to have everyone renounce their wishes, like in the entire world is that's stupid too. <laughs> so is that, okay, I don't know. Do you guys know her power? Is that also a power of the lasso to show you truth? I think so. Okay, I, think I don't that, know. I don't know that much fine. about Wonder Woman. That's yeah. Yeah. I, I bought it, even if it wasn't. Like, if I just not, don't know. They're, they're just throwing a lot, like with the, the invisibility thing, and then now like this lasso has another power, and it's just like okay, and then she could fly now. It's it, there's a lot going on in this movie, but it's it's fine. One thing I don't. I didn't like about the original Wonder Woman. I, I I don't like about this one is that I think both movies like try to set up this female villainess for her to kind of combat. But in the end, the real villain is a male. I thought that's what we were going to get with Cheetah, right? Like I actually thought Cheetah was going to be the main villain. And then you're like, you're talking about like Dr. Poison in the first one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's kind of set up as the main villain until the end where it's like, it's revealed it's Hades or Ares the whole time. Like yeah. this one feels not the same. I mean, I think that, you know, the Barbara character, the Cheetah character gets more weight in this movie than uh, Dr. Poison did in the first one. But at the same time, like she's again, like we mentioned, like she just becomes this the, the side villain to Pedro Pascal's main villain. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there was a third mo- movie, I'd really like to see her come up, you know, against like, like a strong female villain. I, I don't know. That's just what I want. Well, I mean, they just greenlit a third one, so... Yeah, I, I read that, and I also read, like, apparently, like, half the people that own an HBO subscription, like, watched Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you, right? In the first day, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean... I mean, their strategy to move their, you know, their movies onto HBO Max, it's it's starting off strong, in my opinion, so we'll see. Too bad the movie's bad. I don't know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm not really kidding, because I, I definitely didn't like this movie. I get what you're saying with the female villain. I, I would like to see that. But, like, I think there's so many cool stories they can tell with Wonder Woman. And, like, this was just not one of them. Like, I want to see them adapt, like, the Hikatea from Greg Rucka's run. That, that's oh, so that would good. Be nuts. That would be, like, pitting Wonder Woman against Batman. That's so great. Yeah. And, like, you're talking we- about, like, Wonder Woman's culture and, like, the rich well, need a that Batman. She- <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, because I think they really need to find a way. Like, I I like getting to revisit Themyscira, but then it was just like, it was only like the first like 10 minutes of the movie and then we never go back there. Like, I want to have her character somehow go back there. I would really want to see that. Yeah, I think people want yeah. more Themyscira in general. Um, yeah, I want I more agree, of Themyscira. I agree with yeah. that. The last thing I want to bring up, and I, we've alluded to it already, I was really like, this is like horror movie status, like traumatized kind of. What happened to the dude that like Chris Pine took over, right? Like, where does his consciousness go? Like, you literally like hijacked a dude's body, right? Because he even says, like, I woke up in this dude's apartment. Like, yeah. Does he have a family? Does he have kids? Did he lose his job? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, he even says, like, he's an engineer. Like, did you have to go to his job for him? Because. Yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense because why even have that kind of device when people are just like manifesting things out of thin air? Out of nowhere. Yeah, there was no reason to do it. There was no reason to do it. And it, and it just creates a whole bunch of unnecessary moral problems. Yeah, on a script level, it's just like, did you guys not think of the ramifications of it if like people actually think this through? Like, 
and and for what benefit? There's no no no. There's no there's no upside to this gambit, right? There's an only downside to introducing this mechanic. So yeah, I don't, I don't know why they did that. This movie suffers a little bit from what I call like the Lord of the Rings uh, issue, where like I feel like it has like multiple endings. It has the uh, Max Lord getting his moment with his son, right? And then and then it goes to like Diana seeing this guy again. Like yeah. what was that? And like and we know. Time has passed, right? Because like the movie takes place around July fourth, and it's purposely this meetup that they have is somewhere in during the holidays. So like yeah. that was like a shock to my system a little bit. I was like, wait, did we just jump forward in time? And yeah, like just so know. that we can just meet, like they have this really weird interaction, and then yeah. and then the, the next thing she, is uh, she raped, yeah. And then, like the next, then the end, the end, the end of the movie is like her flying. Like I don't. It's like yeah. There's like this weird like multi-ending thing that's happening, and then it didn't work in Lord of the Rings for me. It doesn't really work here. Yeah, and like and like speaking of the ending, like that nothing throwaway mid-credits scene. I felt nothing when Linda Carter came and she was fucking oh. hysteria. Like who fucking cares? We didn't know anything about her. We got like one little flashback scene where you even see her face. Where she's like wearing the armor or whatever, and like, oh, reveal that she's still alive. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Did you like the armor? The armor is cool. The armor is cool. The armor, yeah, I, I didn't love. I didn't love it at first. I was like, yeah, it is. but it's cool. It worked cool. It's I like that part of the fight with the cheetah. I actually liked. I, I, I did like that. Part. But yes, I I understand. Like, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. But I did really. I thought it was a pretty cool cameo. Like to get you know Linda Carter in this movie somehow. Yeah. The funny thing is, I actually, before that cameo, I thought it was setting up, like, a villain. Like, maybe, you know, this lost Amazonian that's just, like... It's like maybe a Mordo like, from yeah, like, Doctor yeah, Strange. Like right, yeah, like Jaded or something, right? After all these all this time with humanity or something. But no, it's just Linda Carter, and she's still happy and jubilant and, and I guess, out there protecting <laughs> people. So, yeah. But I, I thought it was a fun cameo, but I, I totally understand if you, like... It doesn't mean anything, right? And I guess that's why it fits perfectly as a mid-credits versus like anywhere else in this real movie. If you never saw it, then it doesn't mean anything. You know what would have redeemed this movie a little bit? If uh, Diana murdered Max Lord. <laughs> like in the comics. <laughs> if she yeah. snapped his fucking neck like she did in the comics. <laughs> so are the, are the movies consistent about this little thing they, they did in this one where she doesn't kill? Because I like that a lot, but I feel like they're wildly inconsistent on whether she does or not. Is that a commentary on Batman too? No, 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 no. Batman. No, no, no. I don't remember. I feel like she definitely killed people in the first one. Just because I don't it was know like if she killed people war. in the first one, but I know that it wasn't a point of like her like getting in the way, actually like saving people like she does in this one. Like I don't remember yeah, that from the first yeah, one. Yeah. I don't know if she actually which I, like which I really people. like. That's so cool. I think every superhero with superpowers should be doing that. Like any Superman, Wonder Woman level hero should be doing that, right? Yeah, like yeah. you should be caring about the lives of the people around you, and you're super powerful. So, like Superman doesn't do that in any of his movies, <laughs> except right, for and he, except for Justice League when people started calling him out on that shit. Like, yeah, you know, right. Superman's not. Saving people. It's, it's, it's very cool that she was doing that in these fights here. I like. Well, I mean, I got a lot of Superman vibes from her flying, right? With the one arm forward and everything. And I mean, I think it is a purposeful kind of homage to that. Still looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked crummy. The Man of Steel first flight is way better than this, I gotta say. 
It yeah. is, yeah. The movie doesn't really do anything at all with like the 80s period or the nostalgia at all. Really? I, I mean, I thought the music was... I actually really enjoyed the, the soundtrack. I enjoyed <laughs> like all the little... Because it, it, it reminded me a little bit of like her... You know, when they do the fish out of water stuff, it like reminded me like, you know, her introduction to that, that era in the first movie. It's like... And then he gets his introduction of this era, right? Like I thought the 80s stuff for me worked pretty well. It hit really. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they. But did then, like everyone looks used, like they were like. coming out of like a jazzercise video. I don't yeah. think that's what people look like <laughs> in the eighties. Everyone's wearing like those bright windbreakers and like the mm-hmm. fanny packs and like the oversized suits and stuff. I don't think everyone. Wore okay, stuff the Steve like Trevor, that. the yeah. Steve Trevor fashion show part was fun. That was the best part. I, I like that. That and, was fun. Uh, uh, that, that was probably the best use of the of the of the time period. But they didn't really do that much else with it. Like. I don't know. I thought there would be more. There was the interesting bit where she like destroys the cameras with her like tiara. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's it's supposed to like keep with the idea that she's in isolation. Yeah, she's trying right? to be secret, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, but it's also interesting, like maybe like a little nostalgia for an era where we weren't like all modern and all on the internet, all like constantly being watched all the time. I don't know. I thought that was kind of an interesting touch. I thought they'd do more with. They didn't really do anything. With. Well, I I had an issue with like. I mean, she learns to fly in this movie. But then we know this movie takes place in the 80s, and then we don't see her ever but she doesn't fly, fly afterwards. Ever. Right. Yeah, in, in BBS or uh, Justice League. So it's like, I understand, like, you wanted to do this whole 80s. You wanted this movie to be in the 80s, but it's like, there's some kind of consistency I need here where I think, like, I think for me, the third movie needs to really, like, stop going, period, and, like, just take us after Justice League. Yeah, prequel, prequel type things or, like, always have that problem of yeah. needing to stay yeah. consistent. And then it creates this weird thing where, like, okay, so now for 70 years, Wonder Woman was, like, doing everything in secret. But, like, I don't know. What did she do during fucking World War Two? What did she do during, like, any of these conflicts? Did she yeah. just, like, yeah. let, did she let 9-11 happen? Like, I don't know. Like, what, where, what <laughs> is she? You know what I mean? It just creates this, like, weird, weird thing where now they have to figure out a way for her to have remained secret or whatever the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, it, it puts them in a weird bind that this one wasn't their fault, right? Because this is established before they did the sequel. But it's it's, yeah. it's it is odd. So what about like you mentioned the Rucka run earlier, Jeff? Do you think the movie would have been improved if they were just like, okay, no Steve Trevor, Barbara Minerva's the romantic interest? A hundred percent. That would have been awesome. Rucka has established that Diana's like pansexual. So I mean, why not? That would have been great. I was getting some some of those vibes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The with, their, with their little dinner with, scene and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Barbara seems a little jealous when Steve Trevor shows up at first. And I was like, oh. Like, that would have been a cool, completely different angle to the movie. And I guess it doesn't work with the movie they were doing because they wanted to have this whole Steve Trevor-focused plot line. I mean, it's like a big-budget Warner Brothers movie. I don't think they're ever going to do something like yeah. that, unfortunately. But that would have been cool. I think... I mean, they had this whole conversation about, like, uh, about how beautiful Diana is. And, like, oh, I bet you go out a lot. I, I bet you love to go out. You're always going out. Aren't you, like, you seem like you're always out. I'm like, you're saying out a lot for a conversation between <laughs> <laughs> two women, one of whom grew up on an island of all women. Like, are, are you trying to do something here? Like, what's going on? I mean, like, I don't want to reduce, like, uh, gay representation to, like, just to generate buzz. But this would get a lot of people talking. I think a lot of people would be on board with it, and it'd be really cool. I would have liked to see it. Yeah, it's just something that ju- jumped out at me, at least in the first... Like, before Steve chose, shows up, it jumped out at me as like, oh, this is something that they could have done, which would have been kind of cool. 
Yeah. And then I guess they just don't go in that direction. So I guess she loses her powers in this movie as like part of the yeah, like negative side of the thing. wish or like, whatever. What's up with that? Does she completely lose her powers? Is it half? He's like, like, yeah, like it's like, inc- like the longer, sh- like, yeah, Steve is there, the more of her powers are getting lost, I guess. I don't know. And it's because it seems like she's getting weaker, like she has trouble with that lock or whatever, and like she's getting hurt by bullets now. Which is she always like bulletproof normally, and now she's losing that, or which is very confusing to me because doesn't Robin White's character die in the first one from a bullet? Well, Amazons aren't Wonder Woman; they're they're different. Because oh, Wonder different. Woman's like, okay. yeah, Wonder Woman's like made of clay. She's like a god or whatever, a demigod. Mm. Amazon's like age normally, and they're they're pretty much humans, right? I think they're they're just all like peak physical condition humans, but but Diana's something different, right? But like, but it's it's very unclear in this movie, right? Because like she's like, oh, I'm losing my powers, but like she's still like kicking over trucks and like deflecting bullets with like her. Gauntlets. I mean, I guess it's the gauntlet stuff. But like, if she was always bulletproof, like, why did she have to deflect those bullets in no right, man's land? Yeah, in the yeah, first I don't, one, I don't, like, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up? No, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of weird, bad, unnecessary stuff in this. It's way too long. I'm not going to say it's good. Like, go run out and see it. But like, I like Pedro Pascal. I like Christian Wig. Like Gal Gadot might be the weakest part in her own movie because I like Chris Pine too. She's maybe a little flat. There's a lot of things in it that don't work, but I don't know. All three of those characters work for me, and like a lot of the goofy stuff is just either comics or like irrelevant nitpicking. Mm-hmm. It's bad, but I wasn't as disappointed immediately with this as I was with Tenet. Like Tenet, I was just like, "Oh boy, this is bad." Like, I was hoping this would be Really? Good. And, like, I think Tenet's probably still the better movie, but but it was more disappointing, I think, than this. I see what you're saying. I mean, I, like, I didn't come in, I didn't come into this movie with, like, super high hopes either, so, like, I can't be disappointed from it, right? If it, you know, it, it feels on par with the first Wonder Woman to me. I still actually, I think I like this one more than what? the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, this this isn't as good as the first one to me, but it's not wildly worse than any of the other superheroes. That's getting that's crazy to me. I'm sorry, I, I really don't Dude, like the first Green one. Lantern. Get I'm out of sorry. here! Wait, sorry, say that again, Mir. Oh, I'm just saying, we saw Green Lantern. Like, get out of here, man! <laughs> I don't know. I thought this was maybe worse than Green Lantern. <laughs> really. So this is worse than Green Lantern, worse than all the other DC movies then apparently as well? I was just going to say, like, you you guys put it on par or maybe a little worse than the first one. I do. I like, I like the first one <laughs> I mean, better than Derek this. does. But I, I'm saying, like, Wonder Woman's, like, top two DCEU, I think. And then this might be the worst one. Oh, man. I, I can't agree with that. I don't like the first Wonder Woman. I really don't. Justice League and Suicide Squad really annoyed me, but like, I don't know, maybe I think... They were better than this? I still think those two are worse. I hate to say it, but I think this is worse. No, I still think those two are worse, especially Suicide Squad. I just don't think anything came together on this one. I I just, I hated this one. Didn't work for you. Can't agree with that one. one. I think... I I mean, to each their own. I mean, this is is what this... uh, I think they're all in a similar tier of, like, not gonna watch again, not good movies. But, like, this isn't, like, so drastically worse than the others. Like, this is, what, a 60-something Rotten Tomatoes? And I don't know. It feels about right. It's not a great movie. I I can't believe it's not lower. I honestly can't. I mean, it's probably gonna plunge lower over time. 
I don't think so. I feel like it's just going to oh, hang think around this is the it? 60s. Yeah. You think this is it? I mean, I think it, it is. It was higher and then it's 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 been dropping, but I, I don't think it's going to – I think it's kind of leveling out now. So, like, how did Suicide Squad do? Like, Terrible. Do you guys remember? I think 30s. Dude, 26. You're saying you'd rather see Jared Leto Joker again? No, uh, I, I absolutely would Than this movie? I can't stand that movie. I don't know. At least – that had Harley Quinn in it. I don't know. No, that's a reach. I can't say that. That's a reach. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. It had Will Smith as Deadshot. I don't know. I trust me. I'm not a Suicide Squad apologist, but I really did not like this. I didn't think anything came together on this. I think no fault of Patty Jenkins. No fault of like any of the actors in it. I think. I think the script on this is dog shit. It's really bad. I think it's but so bad. Isn't Patty Jenkins part of the writing screenplay team? I guess a couple weeks ago I was like, "Oh, okay, Patty Jenkins doing a Rogue Squadron movie." Rogue Squadron. Like, let's let's go. And then after watching this, I'm like a little worried now. Are they going to call in Trevorrow her? I mean, she she doesn't have like a broad resume of other success, right? Yeah, so it's like really hard to judge. So like, like I, you're really only basing it on like a couple movies. Yeah, I'm basing it on these two movies I've seen her. I'm right? like, I don't really like what she's done with. Not that she's a bad director. Like I like I said, I do like some of the action in this movie, but. If she's also part of the screenplay team, both Wonder Woman and this one just fall apart so hard in the last third. It's so bad that this is also a thing that a lot of comic movies do. Not to say that this was good, that the third act was good, it was not. But like almost all comic movies kind of start to suck in the third act. But even not the ones this I, bad. Even the ones <laughs> I this like, bad. Like even even Winter Soldier, which I really like, kind of has a third act, which you're like, all right, Alakari shooting each other, snore, and that's one of the good ones. They all kind of suck in the third act. There's very few. Which one of these comic movies, like, nails the third act? I think Civil War nails its third Civil act. War does, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. And? I think Endgame, you know, nails its ending. I think Infinity War nails its ooh. ending. Like, I think a lot of well, movies... Infinity I, War doesn't really have ooh. an ending. I think it does. I think for ooh. what it is, I think it does have, like, an ending. I think and Spider-Man I, uh, Far From Home nails its ending. I think that's a great ending. Um, okay, I mean, all right. You got, like, All the right. drones and Fair stuff, enough. but I think the fight with Mysterio is great. There's some pretty okay ones in there, I suppose. All right, I'll, I'll give you even all of the above. Um, and then there's the other, like, 30 or 40 comic movies, all of whose endings fucking suck. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. Like, you know, Iron Man, I think the original Iron Man, or even the original, all three original, like, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man kind of fall apart at the end. It's just what these movies do, man. Like, and, and, and this is my, like, it's not my argument for Wonder Woman, but I guess it is, is that people are forgetting that comic book movies are sometimes kind of bad, and that, they, and that Wonder Woman does the same bad things that a lot of comic book movies do. Yeah, but do. I think it's worse. Yeah, I would agree that it's worse. Fair enough. It's definitely not, in, like, in the top tier, it's not a good one, but there is a, like, I don't know, a whatever tier you want to put a D tier, F tier of movies. And a lot of these other movies fall right in there with it. I, I don't disagree. and But I think I can forgive the first one's ending just because the rest of the movie's pretty strong, I think. I know, Derek, you don't agree, but I'll watch I'll watch Wonder Woman a bunch of times, just rewatch it, but like I, I'm never going to fucking touch this movie again. This was, this was a turd. I hated it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Patty Jenkins wrote and directed Monster. I mean, like, I still have faith in her, I think. Yeah, that's true. I think this was just a mess from start to end, and I don't know. I can't I can't I can't put it any any other way. Like Is it better than Joker? 
<laughs> no, Joker's better than this. This, this is Whoa. all right. <laughs> little Joker plays from Jeff. Time to end the episode. We got him to admit that Joker was better than something. No, <laughs> no but I again, I fall somewhere in the between. You guys, like, I there are moments I did really like in this movie, but I think it's that last that last act that just really falls apart. That I think really falls off the cliff so hard for me. So yeah, and don't yeah, don't misinterpret me as saying like this movie is good or I recommend you watch it. But I just think the like opprobrium is totally like I don't know out of scope for. It's like I think I think it's just like regular bad comic movie bad, not like worst comic movie turd ever. Yeah, bad. but then those movies like we hate on like I hate on Suicide Squad, like I hate on like Green Lantern. I you know what I mean? Like I don't forgive it because other movies are bad like i hate it okay, like i hate enough. the other bad movies fair enough fair, <laughs> enough. fair enough then all right hate, hate away sir hate away. <laughs> all right like all right if you guys had to give this a grade what would you give it maybe like a c minus d plus kind of thing and somewhere in that range yeah, yeah that's c right where i am i think c minus c minus c minus is the first grade that popped in my head okay yeah, it's a, c minus a gentleman's d that's what a it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. Well, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? And you'll eventually be able to find some of my opinions on my letterbox. And what about you, Doug? Uh, you can find me at the wrong day. Dake spelled D-A-Y-I-K. And that's for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great start rating because it really helps to get our podcast out to so many more people. And if you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, feel free to shoot out an email to jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like reading the emails out on the pod and uh, feel free to shoot us a line. And also, I do realize that we are three dudes talking about a female-directed, female-led movie. So I think in the notes of this episode, I'm going to link to some reviews for this movie um written by women i think that's that's a good nice nice little addendum to this episode people with differing opinions people who liked it people who didn't like it i think it's nice to have that opinion and so that you guys can read up on that so absolutely look forward to that in the publishing of this episode all right so i guess that will conclude this week's episode we will see you guys next week great see you next week see you guys then